inaugural Animal Fan Club Poetry Slam, where we compile, refile, tactile, freestyle, select poems from previous episodes, all presented with guile and style. So touch wingtips, keep your hoofs up, and don't forget to support our sponsor, Brand Clubby. Use code RHYME15 to save 15% at checkout. This poem is entitled, Stubborn as a Mule. Stubborn as a Mule. Stubborn as a Mule. Let's take a moment to unpack this pack animal, to finally lessen the load on this beast of burden. Taller than expected, but just as majestic as I would have thought, the quiet flick Flick, flick of the velvety ear keeps the flies at bay for a single moment until they return again to fulfill their pestly duty. To think of you, sweet mule, as a man-made hybrid is to overlook the blessed animal dignity expressed in those large, glassy eyes. Oh, and the flies are back again, returning always to punctuate our quiet ode to this noble horsky. Or rather, Dorsky, or simply Dors. Or perhaps we need something altogether new, something more befitting for this singular creature with a hoof into altogether different creature worlds. Surely something must be better than the odious moniker of mule with its unctuous yule sound seeming to turn the gear on the imaginary rule of the mule. Like these perennial flies, it's the perpetual lie that the mule, our dignified friend, is stubborn. So take it back, right here and right now. Stubborn is just capitalism speak for self-preservation. And we, like our mule comrades, will only hold your load for so long. And one day like those flies around our eyes or the packs on our backs, will throw you off with one swift Dorsky kick. Cracker Jack, Mac Rack, Crack Pack, Yak Shack, Plack Tack, Smack sack, black jack, dak brack, back hack, snack thwack, zack knack, flack track, whack clack, quack 
quack. That poem you just heard is called Wolf Pack. This is a poem called Sharon. Sharon was a sad, fat Gila monster. How could the good Lord, creator of majestic creatures, the lion for one, the blue whale for two, the turkey for three, saddle the earth with such a shame? And as if the weight of the world wasn't enough, Sharon came, saddled with her own crown of thorns, a tiny pink cowboy hat, sitting jaunty over her eye, her only good eye, in fact. Sharon, sad and fat, had never half seen the vet. Her owner, Tammy, spent that money on jumbo packs of crickets, flies, and tiny pink hats. This piece is entitled, All Hail the Cockroach Overlord. It is said that God is in the details. Ejecta is quotidian in our mighty kingdom Animalia, a mere detail. Many people, even more details, an abundance of refuse. But what of the cockroach, thriving in our filthy details? Is not the modern cockroach God in the details? Is not the modern cockroach created by Homo sapiens? Evolving in response to our rapid technological advances in the details. Is not God created by Homo sapiens in the details? It's chill in the cave for the most part. The blind salamanders live in that water over there. They've been down here so long they can't see anymore. It's pretty dark. It's also pretty quiet. Sometimes the dripping can get pretty loud, but it's what makes the stalactites and stalagmites, which are soups, pretty to look at. Too bad it's so dark. You can't really see them too well. Sometimes the bats show up. They're pretty easygoing. Earl can be a jerk sometimes, though. Anyways, it's pretty chill down here in the cave. Strong sweater weather vibe. That poem was called Cave Hang. The following two poems are about geese. Ode to Roadkill, 2004. One night, two geese gave their lives in the name of Henry Ford. They didn't know a primal nighttime stroll would leave them bodiless and hating the taste of warm pavement. My next poem is called Poem After Woman in Central Park Who Snatched Up a Goose in Her Jacket. Easy spirits make no sound on trampled grass, but Goose knows you're there. He'd rather you weren't, though. He thinks your mock turtleneck color raspberry makes you look like you gave up in 89, the same year you thought you were making a statement by shopping at L.L. Bean. So despite your efforts at fun, functional female comfort, Goose knows you are there. 
Goose knows your intentions. But remember, no amount of birds pilfered from city parks will bring your ex-husband back. He gave up on you in 89, the same year you thought jewel tones were a good idea. This is called Serengeti Spaghetti. Everyone comes to belly up to yet another savanna buffet where the nectar of the gods pools, puddles, and crusts in the brutal sun. A veritable who's who of carnivores come trotting to the trough, following their noses, slouching towards their meal du jour, their blue plate special. And what luck, if it isn't the blue-tinged entrails of a wildebeest spread out upon a bed of hot sand. A favorite among the connoisseurs of carrion, the circling vultures and giggling hyenas. It's Serengeti spaghetti, a desert delicacy, wild caught and prepared by Chef Lion. This poem is called First Date, Last Date. That was a fun story about your childhood gerbil. I enjoyed hearing about Captain Nibbles. They sound like fun. Oh, now you want to hear about my first pet? Well, I want to tell you about my first pet, but I can't because that would compromise my e-security. I can't tell you where the pet was obtained, nor under what circumstances. I can't describe the physical attributes of the pet, nor share any photographs. I can't describe the ambulatory nature of the pet, nor their diet. And perhaps... The greatest sadness is that I absolutely cannot share their name. The internet is a pet cemetery bereft of adequate memorials. This poem is called Our Tongues Go Long. What's that sound? It's the slurp-slurp of the Keratin King, carefully choosing which ant will tickle his insides today, on the greatest of days, World of Pangolin Day. But really, it's just another day when it's ants for breakfast, ants for lunch, and ants for dinner, if you're particularly lucky. But really, what if it's that day when you're bushmeat for breakfast, your bush meat for lunch, and you're shipped off to China to allegedly make someone's boob more juiceable. So let's not let another day pass us by without reciting the pangolin promise. Our tongues go long, our hearts open wide, in the same way we rip open the places where termites hide. All hail King Keratin. My antenna points skyward, even though I am underground. A new awareness like I've never known. As my compound eye focuses on other members of my colony, I realize that they are still under the spell of the so-called queen. Sure, her primary objective is the survival and expansion of the colony, but she cares not for the lives of her workers. Behold, the long tongue reappears. I watch as my fellow proletary ants become breakfast 
as others before them have become lunch and dinner, consumed by our long-tunned keratin overlords. And lo, again, the so-called queen sits upon her dirt throne, caring not. She would care if only she knew of the guillotine. I lower my antenna, back to work for now. The revolution begins at midnight. This poem is titled Social Distance. Columbiforms? More like dumbiforms. But I guess that's why we say bird-brained. Pigeons don't watch the news. Or if they do, they don't listen. While us humans stay at least six feet apart, groups of pigeons still gather as per usual. And for what? A wedding? A birthday party? To celebrate a graduation? No. They gather to fight over a discarded dollar slice from early March, a relic from a time before the staple food was officially deemed essential. This poem is entitled Ephemera. This is where my story begins and subsequently ends. I am the mayfly. The dance for death is nigh fly. You're gonna die in 24 hours, that's no lie fly. This is my name, at once beautiful and tragic. I am ephemera. The transitory, not kept track of, the forgotten, or as the Greeks say, gone in one day. So gather ye rosebuds while ye may. Or in my case, let's get to boning so I can lay my eggs and get some death over with. This poem is entitled Suburban Deer. The plight of the suburban deer seems to be one of tiptoeing, even-toed, in the time-honored fashion, across manicured lawns, thinking to oneself, Someone great must live here, for they keep the earth around them so very full of the most delicious things to eat. I see hostas and hydrangeas. Oh, and is that a daylily I smell? But oh dear, suburban deer, your plight is actually one of doe-footed fleeting across driveways, dodging doe-bellied dads who scream at their t-ball players for fouling out or moms with spark-plug, hairstyled hairdos, taking the name of the noble Bronco in vain as she barrels you down with her white Ford, of the same name. She laughs to herself, <laughs> Sorry, Bambi, another name taken in vain, all so she can get to Walmart fast enough to hunt down a minimum-wage worker who too stands frozen in her path down aisle 18 with a deer-in-headlights look. This piece is entitled Song of a Living Fossil. May your gills be ever moist. May your gills be ever moist. May your gills be ever moist. Whoa! Hey! Buddy! Put me down! I've been here for 450 million years! 
This is my home. You hominini have only been around for about 6.3 million years. Ha! A mere 1.4% of my existence. And yet, you have destroyed more than mine ever have. You have fought more. You have worried more. You have consumed more. And now you consume me. And I become you. As through your veins pumps the red-hot fire blood, reminiscent of the warmer days of the Triassic, the origin of you mammals, now so will my copper-rich blue blood, carrying with it the secrets of the Ordovician, the Silurian, the Devonian, the Carboniferous, and the Permian era. Here's the first secret. You should season your food. Do snakes write sonnets? Quails, quatrains? We hope you found solace in our refrains. Animal Fan Club is created and produced by us, Meredith Jurgens and Mike Luno. We also create all our original music and sonic experiences. Send us your listener feedback questions to animalfanclubpod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at animalfanclubpod, at Meredith Jurgens and at Mike underscore Luno. And don't forget to rate and review our podcast on your favorite app. That really helps us out. Thanks for listening to our show. We hope it makes your heart and spirit glow. We'll be here next week for another meeting of the Animal Fan.